Welcome to Childish Behavior, the mythical adventures of two spastic family pastors. Welcome to Childish Behavior with Rick and Aaron. And today in the Internet What's Studios, up? we are with somebody that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, he used to be uh, my youth pastor, and uh, he has impacted my life in a great way, a great deal, uh, more than he'll ever know, and still does to this day, because uh, I get to listen to him on podcasts when I'm running around town and stuff like that. Today, we are going to interview my buddy, my former pastor, Mike Lynch from North Star Church, where he is the senior pastor. Uh, how you doing, Mike? I am doing great, Rick. How are you doing, fella? I am doing great, buddy. I'm so I'm I'm honored to have you uh, on with us today. Uh, I know you have your own podcast. Yep. Uh, what's the name of that? Yeah. So we started in 2017. It's called Lynch with a Leader. Is what That's the awesome. podcast is called. Yeah. Cool, man. We always like to let our guests plug anything that they're doing. Uh, and I, I love this medium of podcasting because I feel like we can encourage people. That's why me and Aaron uh, kind of collaborated on this is we wanted to have some real talk, but also be a little silly, maybe say some of the things that aren't being said in, in a, in mm -hmm. a tongue in cheek kind of way uh, to shed light on things and encourage people, especially Absolutely. the guys and gals that are in the trenches, you know? Yep. Um, so me and Aaron were, we had a heavy burden on our heart as we look through a lot of the youth ministry pages and children's ministry pages and notice that there are a lot of youth pastors and children's pastors that are about to leave the ministry or are very disheartened by ministry uh, because they're having uh, relationship issues with either the senior pastor or their uh, support staff within their church. And I know that you do a lot of church coaching and go around and help uh, encourage leaders and, and t talk into that. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate what you and Aaron are doing because it is much needed. And, you know, I spent the first five and a half years of my ministry in student ministry. And then we planted North Star, where I'm the pastor now, but we planted North Star back in 1997 was our kickoff year of North Star. And for six years, I served alongside our senior pastor, Ike Reichert, and then in 2003 became the senior pastor. And, you know, I look back on that journey. And when I began in ministry, Rick and Aaron, I, I always thought I would be in student ministry. That was sort of, I thought I would be a lifer. I thought that would be what God would have me in. And so student pastors, children's pastors, college pastors are near and dear to my heart because they are in the trenches. And I remember, I remember back years ago going on a student ministry trip to the beach and getting back and the, the, the pastor I served at the time said, so how was vacation last week? And yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember, you know, thinking you have no idea what I do. You have, you have no concept. <laughs> and I remember that feeling. And I remember thinking one day, if I'm ever that guy, I don't want to be that guy. And so I don't know in the church world, if anybody feels the heat of the world that we live in more than people that are engaged with this generation because the, of what they're battling through. 
And so I think children's pastors and student pastors, you get caught in that battle. You get caught in that battle Mm, for a child's heart and a child's mind. And man, the enemy's trying to pull them. You're standing in the gap. And if you feel like nobody else is pulling with you, you know, you feel like I got to give up. And, And my challenge to you, and we'll get in some of the nitty gritty of things I think you can do with your pastor that'll help. But I, my challenge to you is, man, stay in for the call because God put you where he put you for a reason bigger than you. And it may not feel like you're winning everybody, but that one student that you stand in the gap for, man, they could change our world. And if you're not there, if you, if you can't hang in there for it, man, it's, it's a, uh, we can really feel like we're fighting, fighting a lost cause at times. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know that me and Aaron both have felt that over the years. Uh, oh, definitely. Uh, we, and, and you know, what's really cool though, is we're both in a better situation now. Like we're both oh, yes. in churches a, that are, there that was are, trials. <laughs> yeah. That are, that we're on the upswing. But we were back in that position at one point yep. where we were like driving by the McDonald's and we we're like, you know what? If I had to put up with this, I'd rather sling hamburgers. Yeah. You know, that's that right. Kind of- and, I, and I get it, man. I totally get it. Totally get it. But uh, our ministries now are, are very healthy and on the upswing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But when I it, my my heart just was was burdened by by what I heard and what I saw and. We had people praying for these people, and I'm a part of the different networks, you know, Youth Pastors Network. I love Kid Men. Yes, there are so many of them, and it's which those things are huge in keeping you plugged in and keeping you afloat. Yep. Well, yeah. it's great to know you're not alone, and yeah. I think that's such a big part of it yeah. is you, you start feeling yeah. like, well, nobody out there knows what I'm going through, and there's a lot of people that know what you're going through. That's right. great. Yeah. Well, see, that's the, that's the culmination of this podcast for me and Aaron is that I was going through a rough two years. And I had a buddy ask me to go to this conference and I met Aaron there and within uh, just an hour, maybe 30 minutes of conversation, (laughs) we were like, are we best friends? You know, that kind of thing. And then out of that, we have been able to talk because ministry is a lonely walk sometimes. That's right. Not a lot of people know exactly what you're dealing with. You're you're almost like friends to everyone. But if a pastor has a problem, then there's nobody there. You know, you're you're there for everybody else's problems. You're you're arms distance friends to everybody. That's right. Pretty much. That's right. So to have people in ministry like uh, accountability partners and stuff like that, like me and Aaron, and I have a couple other buddies that are in ministry that we get together every couple of weeks or something like that. I think that's also something that maybe some of these people that are struggling don't have. That's right. They don't have an outlet. And so I would challenge the people to, to get another pastor and not, not it be a, a bashing session, but, but it is cathartic to talk out. things. Try, try to find somebody in today's society. It's so easy to find somebody that has no relation to the ministry you're doing that is in ministry somewhere else who are probably going through the exact same things. And so you, you're both separated a little bit so that y'all aren't like, I go tell you that this person's irritating me. You, you don't know who they are. So it doesn't matter, right. you know, and you can look at it from an outwardly perspective and give me some real, I, mean, one of the things like for me, and this is really something that hit on me really hard is there was a time and period at our church where literally I had some people telling me, Hey, you should just leave. You should just walk away. 
but I knew I was where I was supposed to be. And so I refused to walk away. I said, no, this is where God put me. I'm not walking away. Um, but it was hard and you felt, I felt very alone in those moments and trying to figure out how to deal with a leader who wasn't really leading. And it was very frustrating, yep. which that would bring me to a question. What would you say to somebody in that situation? Well, I think you've got, I, I think two things. One, for a healthy relationship to exist between a senior pastor and a student pastor, children's pastor, the, the key word is relationship, not role. And I think so many times we assume a relationship because of a title. Well, of course they know each other. Of course they're friends. Of course they, they know what each other's hearts are. But a lot of times we don't, and and there's not a – and relationships we know from life take work. So I would look at it from the version of, A, I want to have a relationship with you. I want to know your heart. I want you to know my heart. I'm not saying we're going to be best friends, but I want to know – I want to know where you're coming from because I think one of the things I underestimated in my student ministry years are pressures that pastors dealt with I didn't know. Right. And you don't know what you don't know. In the same vein, it's very easy as a pastor to forget the pressure that student pastors deal with and children's pastors deal with. When I was in student ministry, cell phones didn't exist. Yeah. And so now that's a whole nother world that you oh guys walk in. We didn't walk in. And so, but how does that get overcome? It get overcome, it gets overcome by relationships and intentionality. Yeah. And I would say, don't, don't be the one that leaves trash at the, the pastor's door without understanding their world. And right. in the same way, they can't leave trash at your door without understanding your world. I, I remember hearing a years ago, a buddy of mine, his, his uh, pastor's son was in his student ministry and the youth pastor went to the pastor and said, man, don't believe everything your son may tell you about me. And the pastor said, well, don't believe everything my son may tell you about me. And it's so, <laughs> I mean, you know, you're caught in that weird, you're caught in that weird world there. And so, you know, relationships, the key. And I think so many times we, we make assumptions. Yeah. Well, because we're on staff together, there's a relationship. Well, having a staff meeting together once a week does not build that relationship. And I would be, I would, we teach the principle of leading up. I would own that responsibility and, and schedule a meeting with the pastor and say, Hey, I'd love to take you to lunch. I would love to come by your office from nine to 10. I, I would love to share my heart on this with you and have him share his heart on it with you. And you guys end up getting on the same page. If you get to a yeah. point where you go, all right, my pastor and I are on completely different pages. By position, unless the church decides otherwise, you are the one. And, and you, you've got to go, I can't work here. And get your resume ready and begin to find that place. Because if you, if you aren't the one called to make, you're not given the shepherding role of that church, then you're the one until that church decides otherwise. Right. You need to you need to make that that call to make that step out. And and that that's a fact. That happens. And mm -hmm. but you never know. The Lord may be working in his heart to make him move. You don't you don't know. But relationships are the key to that. And I think so many times we 
assume they'll work and they don't work. And then we get frustrated by it and we've got to be yeah. intentional about it. Most definitely, which that was kind of my, my situation. It was, it was very much, Hey, how, how are we going to work with this? You know? And, and I, I had to do a lot of praying, a lot of personal reflection. It's the only way I was ever going to figure this out. Cause everybody was saying go. And it's, uh, it's like, no, I know I'm supposed to be here. Right. So something's going to end that in that pattern of leaving. And right. so it all worked out just as you said, you know, it's some God, God's in it, you know, and that's the thing is we need to lean in on him and not on ourselves. That's right. And, and we're not meant to be everywhere we are forever. Right. I mean, yep. there, there are seasons. There's a season I was with Rick. I mean, and I look back at that season and, and man, Ricky, I think of all the boys that all the kids are in full-time ministry out of that era of kids. I mean, it's there crazy. was no doubt that was where I was supposed to be, but in the same regard, there was no doubt when it was time to go. I right. knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, but that happens. And there's going to be somebody coming in behind you that's going to take it and take it to the next level and do something you couldn't do. And so that's and all part of the be, process. The big thing is don't be mad when they do make it better. That's be exactly happy right. and be rejoiceful. That's exactly you know, right. Be, be excited somebody can do something great. That's that, no doubt about it. And that's the most healthy thing for your children, for the kids that you've left, students or children is to see you celebrate with that person, which means were you building it for you or are you building it for the kingdom? If you're building it for the kingdom, you can celebrate. If you're building it for yep. your ego, right. it'll get bruised. And you can find out really so quickly, people. man. You can find out really quickly where <laughs> people lie on that deal. <laughs> so many people leave churches, leave a leave a position bitter. And it's like, you should be bitter. God's doing something. He's changing things. He's Something's happening. That's right. That's be excited. Exactly right. Be, yeah, you know, I, maybe this just was not your place. I have seen, I've seen it go two ways. Like, it it was funny. Uh, my story, I don't want to rehash everything, but my story was very similar to Aaron's in the fact that I uh, was in a position that seemed where I was kind of in in the lead role at at a point because we didn't have a pastor, and uh, I had pastors that I looked up to that were like, dude, this is probably God telling you to leave. But mm. I knew it, God wasn't telling me to leave. Right. So I was like, you know, I, I, I remembered my uh, grandmother used to say bloom where you're planted. That's right. And so I kind of just dug in and uh, what ended up happening was I grew a sense during that, that process. God cr- helped me to learn what I need to do because the next church that I went to, something similar happened to that and they were all hands on deck going, what are we going to do? And it's like, Hey, I've been through this before. That's right. I got it. I can do. And so sometimes we don't realize that the trials and tribulations that we go through are helping us learn something for later. That's exactly right. Well, and you know, I remember hearing a phrase, we use it all the time here at North star. And it was a guy named Ron Dunn. who was a great Bible teacher. You say this all the time. He said, God never wastes time and he never wastes our experiences. Mm. So whatever we're going through and wherever we're at, it's not going to be wasted. And I remember my dad, when I would get so frustrated during some of those years and felt like I could do it better. And, you know, I had some of that stuff working in the, in the DNA. And well, one day if I'm doing it, I'll, I'll, whatever I was saying back then. And, and of course I hadn't done it yet, but I had ideas on how it ought to be done. And my dad used to say, keep a notebook. And he said, keep a Don't notebook and write down those things because one day you'll repeat them if you don't remember oh, them. Yeah. And so, oh, awesome. you know, and, and it was a great, and so I kept a little notebook, I mean, 
appreciate your team. Don't say they've been on vacation. VBS week, give them days off. You know, all those little things as a youth pastor and a children's pastor, when you've been out, you've been crunching it, and somebody comes along and says, hey, take two or three days off, decompress, enjoy your family. I would have appreciated that. Well, I wouldn't have remembered it if I didn't write it down. Right. And so, you know, it's that, it's that thing. But mm-hmm. the stronger your relationship, it may, and you and the pastor may never be on the same page, but you can learn to work together. And Rick, as you said, you can learn to bloom where you're planted. And that's the story of Joseph, right? I mean, every, every level Joseph went to, no matter how far down he kept getting thrown, mm. he made the most of it. He just said, all right, Lord, I know you're with me. I know you've got me. I know you haven't forgotten me. Help me. And, we're, you know, he's he's in uh, Potiphar's house and he rises to the top. <laughs> he's in prison. He rises to the top. He gets, as the dream, gets forgotten. Finally goes to the palace, becomes the number two guy, rises to the top. Well, how did that happen? Well, everywhere he went, he was all there. He didn't wish his way out exactly. of it. He didn't, right. he didn't, he didn't say, well, God, you forgot me. God, you got it forgotten you. No matter how tough the circumstance, there'll be a day that you'll be there. And we, we say this all the time here. Your story isn't for you. Mm. You're going through what you're going through to help somebody else get through what they're going through. Oh, and yeah, so right. if you'll remember that, you look at your circumstances different. Oh, yeah, definitely. Man, it's so funny uh, that you say that because I, uh, I've i got some young men that are coming to me uh, on a week-to-week basis that are that are called to ministry and they're like all right rick what do, what do we do what, what do i do what's the next steps you know praying with them and talking with them and discipling them and getting them ready for that kind of stuff and and i was like man this is this is awesome i had some really awesome people in my life that that did that for me and so i want to do that for for them but at the same time maybe we also want to be the people that we didn't have. Like That's you right. just said, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think that these pastors are sometimes, maybe they are sometimes, but I don't think that these pastors are cognizant sometimes. It may be a subconscious thing that they're sitting there going, I want to be a brat to my, my no. children's pastor. No. It's just that they forgot and maybe in default mode could be, because for me, if I'm not intentional and intentionally thinking about these things, uh, of course, I'm going to go back to my my default position of looking out for me. No doubt know, about it. You don't know when you're going through that what they're going through. Yes. You don't know that they may have a group of deacons trying to get them fired. You don't know that their child may have run away spiritually and they're right. dealing with a broken heart. You yeah. don't know. That's why. But you get it through. Exactly but you learn say. it. You learn it through relationships. And they're they're in a place where, you know, you're sort of taught don't don't open up. Don't be vulnerable. Don't tell people your stuff. Don't because it makes you look weak as a leader. You know, if that's the model of leadership you've come out of, you know, they're going to be very uh, closed or they came from a church where they got burned. Exactly. And and so you don't know any of that stuff. And, you know, gosh, we teach this in marriage. So my wife and I'll be married 28 years this year. We teach we, the principle. Ooh, congratulations. We, well, congratulate her, not me. I got the good end of that deal. But uh, <laughs> so we teach the principle. My wife would say the same I, thing. Well, I think most of us would. I guarantee you that. Yeah, sure. But I, but we teach the principle. If you'll always believe the other has your best intention in mind, 
how much sweeter your marriage will be. How many, how many of our fights are caused because we misunderstood each other? Yep. Yeah, definitely. Well, ministry is the same way. If you believe, I know he has my best intention in mind, but he said this and I don't think he meant it. You go into it with a totally different disposition of mm. then he's out to get me. Man, he's he's trying to get me fired. He doesn't care what I'm going through. Right. I know very few pastors that don't care. There's a few, but most the 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 greater majority do care and they want to do the right thing. But right. it's hard. You know, their role is hard. And so exactly. the more empathetic and understanding and the more you know, Zig Ziglar, the great motivational speaker, used to always say, if you'll help people get what they want, people will always be there to help you get what you want. And if you yeah. can help that pastor achieve his goals and dreams, he'll probably be there in your corner to help you achieve your goals and dreams. It's so true. And a lot of times, you know, we don't we don't think about any of those things of what they're going through, what what what's their issues, you know. Say people react different ways when Satan's Satan's a prime. That's right. Um and there's also a sense, you know, one thing for me that I always try to do, I always try to pay attention to, to any leadership I have, like emotionally, like how are they reacting? You know, what, what are their cues? What are things that, that, you know, here they're acting like this, this is abnormal, you know, use, use some of the techniques, you know, that, that are out there and pay attention to what they're doing. That's right. And if you are, if you're completely unsure, ask a question. Yep. I don't know how many times, you know, I, uh, I've walked into our senior pastor's office and be like, Hey, you seem upset about something. What's going on? You know, is it something I did? And a lot of times, sometimes it's a misunderstanding. Sometimes he's just going through some stuff and then he's able to decompress it a little bit. Yep. And then we, then we're like, then we're excited again. We're ready to get back to ministry. That's right. You know, his, his success is my success and my success is his success. And ultimately it's all God's success. That's exactly right. And he, you know, and he's looking at, so, you know, I remember being in student ministry and I've got a parent that's frustrated, you know, about this, that, or the other. And they've gone to the, that the education pastor or the senior pastor about it. And I'm like, God, why are you not taking my side? And what I don't know, maybe that family gives 10% of the budget. And now he's feeling the heat of if I, if I don't bend a little bit here, right. then I mean, you don't know, you yeah. don't know. I didn't know till I got in the other seat. And I'm like, holy cow, I didn't, that staff member didn't know that I was praying that week and check would come in so we could make budget. They didn't know that. I didn't want them to know that. I wanted to protect them from that, but they thought I was not there for them. They thought I was dis, you know, disinterested. I wasn't disinterested in their ministry. In fact, I was trying to keep their ministry alive by yeah. getting, you know, and, but those are things that are all happened through conversation. You know, it's it's a cliche statement, but you know we got to walk a mile in the other person's shoes. No doubt about it. And, no and realize that there's always another side of that story. You know, um, but just like in marriage or any relationship, communication is the breakdown. And if we don't if we don't ever address it or talk it out, then it will never be addressed. So that's right. That's that's awesome, man. I appreciate it. Oh, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate what you're doing because sometimes, man, that voice, just that voice to say it's going to be OK. Keep going is what you need. And man, through yeah. podcast and that medium that you guys are using, you can become that voice in so many people's lives. Well, I appreciate it, that's Mike. Awesome. I know we're, we're rounding that time. Uh, do you have any parting words for for the uh people out there over the interwebs before you go? 
Well, I would say be careful in interwebs. I didn't know that word existed, but I'd be very, very careful. It sounds very, oh, sounds like Rick, Stranger Things, Rick. I don't, I don't know, man. Rick, Rick, Rick makes up some stuff. Every yeah, I know, I know he does. I know he does. It gets, know he does. Dude, I, it's it's the creepy. Part of me, I can't help it. It is. So it gets out, there, out there in those interwebs, you know, you be, you be nice and safe. And my, my challenge to you is remember your why. That'd be my challenge, mm, man. Those yeah. times when you start feeling burned. And you start feeling tired and you start, man, take it, ask the pastor, ask your team, can I get three hours? Can I get a day and go and remember why you got into it in the first place? That's most right. of Invest you didn't, yourself. man, mm-hmm. most of you didn't get into it to make a million dollars. Most of you didn't get into it to have every, every person in America know your name. You got into it because you want to make a difference in the lives of, of kids and students. And I remember there's a poster we gave out a number of years ago to all our local football coaches. And the, the poster says this, people don't burn out because of what they do. They burn out because they forget why they do what mm. they do. And sometimes remembering that why will be that little fuel in the engine to go another mile. And really the why if you can keep uh, a good buddy of mine, Michael Schlatt, he's a baseball, minor league baseball instructor. He, he says it this way, if you remember your why, you'll always find your way. And I think I think in ministry, to find your way, remember your why. And if you do that out there in those crazy interwebs, if you do that, you can make it to the finish line and hear the well done. Man, that was an awesome interview with Mike Lynch. I always love talking to him. I feel pumped up now. He could be like my emotional speaker. Like he could just speak to me on a regular basis and be like, Aaron, do this. And I'd be like, got you. I'm on it. Let's take a brief pause for a Childish Behavior commercial break. Today's episode is sponsored by Side Hug. Side Hug is the best way to hug people that is not your spouse. If people are coming up to the side of you and they're trying to get all up in your bubble, sidestep and side Side hug. Wait, what is this? What? What do you want? You meant to read what? What what is this? This this is an ad? Don't we have enough ads already? Uh, whatever, I'll read it, but I'm gonna hate it already. I'm just gonna tell you that I'm gonna hate it. Um, wait, what does it say? Does this, are you serious? We have a merch site now? Like, like we can get shirts and like a hoodie or a hat. Uh, what, what about a, what about like a, a button? I can get a button too. It's pretty epic. I like buttons. So you want me to plug our merch site and tell, tell everybody here that we, if they go over to childishbehaviorministries.com, which is our, which is our new website we just opened up, and they click the button on the front page that says Childish Behavior Merch, they're going to take them to our merch website and they can get them some Childish Behavior Merch. That's what you want me to tell them. That's it. Nothing. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to tell them this. Are we making anything off of this? Or is this like everything else we do where we are literally just, we're basically just breaking even. We're breaking even again. So why are we doing it? Oh, okay, okay. So people can promote child's behavior. And so so that we can we can ex- we can spread our focus and reach reach new people and, and let them know about child's behavior podcast. 
so that they too can enjoy this content and they can be uplifted through the crazy antics that is Childish Behavior. You know what? I'll do it. I don't hate it completely, and I'm sorry. So, as I already said, you've already heard, go to ChildishBehaviorMinistries.com, click the button, get your Childish Behavior swag on. This has been Aaron. Lakes. From the makers of Sleepy Time and Siestaville comes Nap. Are you tired of being tired? Well, guess what, my friend? With Nap, it can make all the difference. Please see your doctor and consult with your physician as nap may not be for everyone. But just know that if you are sad, tired, hangry, angry, mad at the world, you might need a nap. Welcome to Good Idea and Bad Idea with Rick and Aaron. Today's topic is how to build a positive relationship with your pastor. Good idea. Always remember to communicate. Get in there. Talk to your pastor. Um, if there's an issue, address it. Don't talk about it behind his back. Talk to him straightforward. Bad idea. Leave anonymous notes every time you have a problem with him. <laughs> and they look like a ransom letter where you like cut them out of a newspaper. <laughs> and then wow. maybe he'll change his horrible ways. Good idea. Try to hang out with your pastor outside of the church. You know, maybe go and do something together. Uh, my current pastor has taken us out to lunch before. Uh, we went bowling one time. We did laser tag. A pastor of mine a long time ago, uh, my first pastor, we actually had our church stolen. Wait, what? Yeah, I'm, I can go into this later. We find out that it got stolen, and we're trying to make a game plan. And he looks at me and he says... Let's go on a field trip. And I said, field trip? And he's like, yeah. So we went to lunch. And then we went and watched a movie. And it was iRobot. I remember this clearly. We sat there and laughed and hung out. And then after that happened, we started having really a good brainstorming session of like what to do next. And I tell you, man, we were like brothers. Bad idea. Would be when you go to a restaurant, forget your wallet. That way he can truly see how much you're worth when you eat that steak on his diet. Okay. Good idea. Have your pastor's back. Bad idea. To change out his pastor parking sign with a handicap sign. No, that's not okay. Good idea. This is something that you do personally. Um, if you're in a relationship with someone that is in a negative state of mind, uh, it's very easy for you to go into a negative state of mind. So you might have to be the bigger person. You might have to be the person that goes in and prays up. This is what I would say is when you're going into a situation like that, make sure you're where you need to be spiritually and not add fuel to the fire. Because I've seen this so many times that people that are having trouble with their pastor or a support staff or something like that in their church, um, they're just looking for a fight. You know, you're just waiting. You're you're almost in a negative place because you're like, oh, no, they're going to jump on me. 
Oh no, they're going to fire me. Oh no, they're going to get me. So you're actually being reactionary instead of uh, being proactive. And I think the best proactive way is to pray and to go in and show Jesus in everything that you do. And if this person is a negative person and they're not doing what they're supposed to do, you doing what you're supposed to do would convict them. Bad idea. All right, here's what you do. If you ever hear your pastor coming, go out the other door. Out of sight, out of mind? No? Do you, do you have some kind of active camouflage? Good idea. Pray for your pastor. What? Pray for him and his family. Bad idea. Is I was going to say, randomly go in their office and just insist on praying no matter what they're doing. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, I don't care what they're doing. Your prayers for that person is more important. So, so you're going to sit with cross applesauce on his desk and, while he's sitting yes. there counting yes. people. And, and pray. Because when, when you got to pray, you got to pray. And you're fired. This has been Good Idea, Bad Idea with Rick and Aaron. If I'm being really serious, one, one thing I think has always helped me in ministry, and even though I've only been at one church in the civilian world, I was I worked underneath chaplains when I was in the Army, and it was that constant relationship, almost like I'm always working for a senior pastor in a way from that. And one thing I'd always do is I'd pay attention. You know, that's the number one thing I could ever say for my own personal life is pay attention to the people around you. Mm. You know, oftentimes I think we we look at everybody around us and we go, oh, well— my situation. And it's like, no, you gotta, it's, there's a whole bunch of situations going on. And so look and pay attention, you know, pick up on, you know, one thing I try to mentally do is I will sit there and mentally figure out, okay, here's things that they do every day. Here's, here's things that they, they do things this way every time. And so when one little thing is off and the way they did those things, I go, okay, something's wrong. Let me go see what's up. You know, and some things, sometimes leadership is not necessarily the position you're in, but how you handle the situation. Oh, yeah. And never be afraid to be honest with yourself. You know, maybe God, maybe God is calling you to something else. You know, don't be afraid to be honest with yourself. Because don't, if you're honest with yourself, you can be honest with God. And that's the key. Yes, sir. Our scripture of the day, this is something that I put on my wall as I walk out my door. If you want to be wise, think before you speak. And it's from Proverbs 12, 18. It says, the words of thoughtless people cut like swords, but the tongue of wise people brings healing. So today we heard um, from a wise person bringing healing to relationships. And so remember what you do and what you say, it matters. And um, it so uh, if you're in this situation, like we talked about, where you're in a situation where it's a bad relationship, um, you have the power to make it better. And you right. have God on your side and God wants it to be better. And God will give you what you need. You just got to start making those steps. Tell the fine folks at home where they can reach us. At Childish2 on Twitter, Childish Behavior Podcast on most of your social media platforms, Childish Behavior Podcast on any podcast, but I'm sure if you've stumbled upon this, you've already found us. But hey, if you've stumbled on this on one podcasting site and you prefer another, we're probably there. You just have to look for us. Um, then, like I said before, childishbehaviorministries.com. 
we're everywhere. We're trying to do cool stuff. We just want to, we just want to build this into something cool. We've got a bunch of crazy ideas that we're trying to mastermind and see what else we can do. That'd be ministerially awesome. Well, that's all the time we have today for Childish Behavior. Check back with us next week. Same Childish Time. Same Childish Channel. This has been Mike Lynch with Childish Behaviors with Rick and Aaron. Stay childish, my friends. I've got opinions, Rick, on so many things. It's unbelievable. And you might be the only person in America that would care to hear an opinion, but absolutely.